Hey, everybody. Uh, Excedra Show. Um, Paul is out today. Um, if you could see the video part, we're I'm in my daughter's room, a better, little better Wi-Fi up here, and it's day hours. So, Joe, we're, we're changing everything around today. Yeah, I don't even know how to respond to all of this. Yeah, so, so much different stuff's happened, but it's good. We're flexible. It's fine. Uh, we should have Paul back next week. Just been a busy week for all of us, and uh, just, you know, sick kids, extra time at dates. Uh, everything's going in, but hey, I love the fact that Joe and Paul are flexible. Uh, so Joe's here, and let's get yapping, man. Um, I, yeah, it's funny. It's not super cold outside. It's getting there, but it's December. I don't, it's still not too bad. I don't know. I, I've noticed lately in Ohio that in January, everything goes straight to hell. You know, it's it gets really cold, nasty, snowstorms and everything. Now it's not bad. I, I wore shorts outside and I wasn't too didn't regret it. It's been it, kind of a weird month so far. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it is down here every year. I mean, I'm down in Mississippi, so uh I'm regularly spending Christmas Day wearing shorts. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's actually we've had a bit of a, a heat wave come through, and it's gotten back up to eighty this week. This is not the the uh, uh, the weather I remember from my childhood in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully you're in the south, a little warmer down there. What, what's the weather like today? Is it sixty or? Oh, I'm not sure what it what the high is because I actually haven't been outside today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm at home from work with my with a sick child today, so uh, I have not been outside. But it looks fairly nice, and the uh, it's not a whole lot of cloud cover and whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised if it were in the 70s. It, it's amazing working from home. Sometimes I don't have to leave my house, which is nice. And you know, the Chris from 20 years ago would be very upset about it going. I have to go out now. I'm like, man, this is great. Uh, bring back COVID so we can all be home. And, well, <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far. That's yeah, that's too much. That's too much. All right. Well, hey, a couple things we wanted to talk about. We're going to give you a couple of exciting segments today. Um, you know, we, we've had these people on. There's uh, people who do these studies on, like, what's the best city for gardening or what's the best city for you know, taking a shower or whatever, you, you know, and it's, it's fun fodder when we talk back and forth and say, Hey, our city is the best or your city is the best or whatever the case might be. Uh, but there was a site that just came out that kind of looked at for more of a complete angle. And it said, forget the, all the other stuff we talk about. We're going to say what's the best city in Ohio for good. And I'm sure a lot more studies, but just saying everything together, what's the best city. Kind of a surprise. There's a new number one, Joe. Cincinnati. What do you think? Is that new? I from what I gather from the from story, this study, I mean, like, is that a new thing? Well, here's the thing: it's a lot of these marketing companies come out with their own studies. So sure. this is a study uh, by Clever Real Estate. I'm sure next week we'll have another study saying that Zanesville's number one state in Ohio. You know, it always changes. Um. They ranked the cities best on 22 categories, ranging from rent prices to the best places to get pizza. Um, Cincinnati came out on top with the yeah. best places to get pizza. 
Okay. I don't know, man. Um, overall, they say Cincinnati is the seventh best city in the country. Uh, they're saying Columbus is 12, including 17. That's weird. Oh, here's their top 10. Oh, I scrolled down far enough. Okay. So Cincinnati is number seven. Right. And these are ranked based on something? They didn't just pull them out of a hat or something? Yeah, in the story, it says um, Interesting. there's 22 different categories, like from rent prices, best places to get pizza, um, you know, and, and they're using criteria about how many times you're number one in the, each of the categories. Um, mm. They say Cincinnati is the third lowest rent-to-income ratio, the ninth best city as a, for a commuter city, and the seventh for the top coffee city. And again, probably a lot of it is based on prices and everything. I, I know, you know, like New York is really expensive and everything. Sure. So it's probably ranking for that too. And I, again, I mean, we're the Ohioans, so we need to kind of be nice to everybody. But, you know, I'm not sure about Cincinnati is the seventh best city in the country. Here's what I'm really unsure about. Uh, I know Cleveland gets a bad rap, and I know our friends in Cleveland aren't going to like this. But Cleveland, the 17th best city in the country? That seems a little high, right? Uh, yeah, that's what starts to look weird about some of these things, where you seem to be disqualifying cities that have a lot of positive elements to them that are, aren't going to show up on some of the things that they're ranking here. I would say, too, and we're Midwestern guys. I know I chose in the South, but you're kind of the Midwest part of the South. Um it's, you see a lot more Midwest cities, which I kind of agree with. Indianapolis, I was like Indianapolis. Um, I'm happy here in Columbus, but Indianapolis would be a good city to live in. I wonder, and I'm going to click the link for the whole list, Nashville didn't make the top 10. And I, and I That kind of surprises me. I thought Nashville should be higher up. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. seems like Nashville is supposed to be higher than that. Get this, Nashville's 19th, so it ranks Cleveland higher than Nashville. I don't know. That's that's weird. Las Vegas, 16th. Now, hey, if you like to gamble, Vegas probably should be in the top five, but Vegas seems to be a little expensive at times. How did Na Vegas get that high? Huh. They have a lot of lists on this website. <laughs> There's a oh, lot yeah. of different, different categories. Uh, drunkest cities, uh, bike cities, book cities, stoner cities. That's different. Okay. Uh, music cities. Well, thankfully, Nashville tops music cities, so that makes sense. But well, how is Indianapolis a top music city? Hmm. How does it yeah. beat out Portland and Austin? This is crazy. This is, I don't, yeah. Uh, well, and you got to understand, too, um, a lot of these websites, um, I had a meeting about this right before we had the podcast. A lot of companies, they content is big right now. So if you could come up with any type of article that's going to get people to your website, they do that. So this company is called Clever Real Estate. Obviously, there's a, a billion different real estate companies in the country. So the thought is if you 
develop a compelling study. It's talked about on podcasts like this, but it also come up in SEO where you might stumble across a website uh, trying to figure out why Nash, you know, Indianapolis got that high in their music rankings. You know, so that's why they do stuff like that. Um, there, there is questions as you just mentioned about the validity of the rankings. That doesn't always mean they're the best, but yeah, I have a lot of questions about this. They have Oklahoma City on in the top five cities for tacos. What? <laughs> I'm, yeah, sorry. What makes, I'm sorry, what? What makes yeah. Oklahoma City better than, I, I mean, I can imagine if you're better than Los at, Angeles, Las yeah. Vegas, Houston, San Diego, get out of town. And shouldn't, like, in the Midwest, every city be tied for the same? Because what makes Indianapolis different than Columbus, or what makes Columbus different than Nashville, or yeah, or Jackson? And then how dare you have a list of best barbecue cities? That's mm, mm, no, and one of them is Jacksonville, Florida. Get out of town! (laughs) What are you? That's crazy. Uh, But I guess it's doing what it's intended to do. You know, drive some conversation. Um, <laughs> to, to, just, to just be irritating somebody yeah, loves Oklahoma City because oh they put Oklahoma City on like all of these all of these food things like is there anybody even in Oklahoma City what is happening here well and I kind of wanted to like, best Hartford food trucks, can... best ice cream what Hartford, Connecticut I mean nothing against Connecticut I hear it's a real nice area there but isn't that whole area very expensive to live in yes I mean, like, and like that's crazy expensive. And how do you have top ten pizza cities? And New York City is not on this list. Neither New York City or Chicago are on this list. And you have you have to you have lost your mind. I wonder if a lot of that has to do with the prices because I've gotten you know I was telling you about a Foo Fighters uh, YouTube wormhole I got on last night. But the other wormhole I get into is uh, New York apartment prices. I love oh uh, yeah the ones where it's like how much do you pay for rent and like can oh I see yeah your apartment yeah those ones are fun. Uh, and there's another guy, Cash Jordan, which I love his um, YouTube. Because what he'll do is he'll be like, yeah, take a look at this really expensive um, apartment. But the first half of the video, he'll go around the neighborhood. So, like, if you're really looking at moving there, you probably want to know, hey, is there a pizza spot near there? Is there a good laundromat? He'll show you different places. So you feel like you understand the whole area around it. And although I have no interest in moving to New York, it, it kind of gives you a feel if you really are. So it, it's really compelling. But maybe why New York wasn't ranked higher is the pizza costs more there than maybe other places. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Okay. So their metrics for best pizza city included factors such as average Yelp scores number of pizzerias, cost of a slice, and more. Well, here's the other thing you got to remember there. Uh, I've done stories recently about how Yelp ratings are very low in New York because, you know. Everybody crabs about it. Yeah. And yeah. no how great your restaurant is. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we've done, you know, we've had some of these guys on there and they just said, look, we're just doing research. It's not like we're traveling the world and uh, the country and trying to figure out what the best place is. They're probably, yeah, they probably sit there and say, okay, how are we going to rank this Yelp scores? So they just run the Yelp scores and they say, oh, well, New York's down. So we'll grade them lower. I mean, this is far from a perfect science. I'll tell you that. It is. I, it's, this is imperfect. 
Okay, yes. so now that we've gotten to the bad, bad, bottom of how imperfect this thing is, now we can right. understand why they think Cincinnati is the number one city in Ohio. Yeah, but, but when you look at it, you sit there and say, look, you know, it's fun. The link I shared with you is from the Cincinnati Inquirer. So, you know, the Inquirer gets excited. Hey, it'd be fun to do a story about how some place thinks we're the best city in Ohio. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's fun to talk about, but once you get done talking about it, you're like, ah. Eh, Probably not that big of a deal. Yeah. I, here's another thing. I know you, you think I make fun of Detroit too much. Detroit's 42, which mm-hmm. seems kind of high. Um, 42? Yeah, overall. <laughs> seems high? Okay. Well, I mean, Detroit's got some issues. Now, I'm not saying Detroit should be last, but that seems kind of high. Uh, here's they were the thing. number one pizza city in, the, in America, apparently, according to this nonsense thing. The, the top 10 commuter cities, get this, Buffalo is number one. Why but you can't that... drive anywhere because of the snow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's no traffic at all. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure why that's the case. That's very strange. Probably the number of highway miles compared to the number of people who live there. Oh, yeah. yeah so, definitely. therefore, it's traffic isn't that bad. So, therefore, it's a good commuter place. Like, there's stuff that doesn't make any sense. All right. So argue as you may. I mean, again, I, I'm here in Columbus, so I'm I'm partial to my city. Columbus should be number one, but I know what to do here, Joe. I'm not going to go after clever real estate and call them a bunch of bad names. I mean, it's like opinions are like you know what everyone has one, so let's just see them. And they all there. stink. They all stink. Hey, um, Joe, we should bring this up. This I, we can relate this to Ohio in a little bit, uh, but. You guys are losing um, one of your own this week, Don Jackson. Uh, the great Deion Sanders is heading to Colorado. What's the mood like down there? Oh, man, the mood's not great. Uh, <laughs> it's not great. Uh, I think it's it's hard, to, it's hard to help people understand, I think, the positive impact that Deion Sanders' presence in the city of Jackson has made that one human being could move here and be a positive force for any type of perception that would happen around the city, around a city. Uh, it's been huge. Like all of the, you could talk about all the impact that he's had in terms of publicity and positive eyes on uh, the, the, the SWAC and the, the, the HBCUs around the country have all gotten a boost because of his presence at Jackson State. But imagine that factoring in to all of the difficult things that are happening in Jackson, not only with, you know, the nationwide stories on uh, the water uh, crisis that that's been going on here in the past couple of months, crime has been going up. Uh, It's been some, some, some difficult circumstances over the past couple of years, but having him being in town, has had a major positive impact. Uh, even just the fact that we had the, the SWAC championship right here in Jackson, that was a $6 million bump to the, the economy of the city. Just having the championship here. Uh, having, um, what was it? Uh, game Day Live broadcast yeah. from here. That was huge for the city. It was a huge, uh, it was eyeballs on Jackson. There's more people came in. It was just, it was enormous. So the idea that all of that goes away 
all of those, all of those looks, all of that interest, all of the alumni support that built up for Jackson State that had kind of faltered over the previous, um, you know, decade or so. Uh, it's a major hit. Um, in and around that, there are enough people who are, you know, who want to say, this is one guy who came to town and did his show and he left town. Uh, and that's different from now. What now? Why don't we give the same attention and promotion to the people who are from here and who stay here and are committed to being here? Why do we give our 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 own local ten attention to somebody coming in from out of town when we have people who can do the things? So you know, it's kind of a, a bit of back and forth. I think the most reasonable response has been. Uh, down the middle to say it's been great having him here it was great positive for the culture of jackson state as an institution of jackson as a city uh it was inevitable that at some point he was going to move on it's just earlier than we would have liked it um and so you know you bid somebody a fond farewell and say you know when you come back we'll we'll we'll, we'll cook up something nice for you um well, yeah, that's the most so. reasonable response, but not everybody gets the reason. No, it, it makes sense. I think people got the wrong idea because uh, and what's Dion going to say? No matter what he says, people are going to take it the wrong way. But he was like, oh, I want to help people out. Well, you can still put, help people out in Colorado. It would be nice if there's some certainly He certainly can because he's still one of only very few co uh, college head coaches of color. Uh, right. So he's still making a huge impact in that field. And, you know, there's plenty of people who are like, that dude was making was had a contract for 300 K at Jackson state. The guy's now making $5 million a year. It, there was, yeah. there, there's no hard feelings. You got to go take that money. Like well, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And, and think about it, like my job or your job or anything. I mean, if you get offered five times as much to go somewhere else, I mean, you know, say what you want about your current job, but you got to go. You know yeah. Mean? It's, it, absolutely. It would be ridiculous to stay here. Please don't stay here. What is disappointing, though, and I, I'm not going to scream about racism or anything. It is unfortunate because college football now is that place where you can spend money. You know, 20 years ago, it used to be all under the table. Let's all be quiet. And, and now it's like, hey, spend all the money you want. Who cares? Mm -hmm. uh, I wish that some of the historically black colleges, they can get some of this NIL money. And, you know, maybe some companies or people who really want to help support the football there, put, put your money where your mouth is, you know, donate more. to Exactly. State. That's, that's the point Our that family. a lot of people are making. It's like, just cause he's gone. Doesn't mean you have to stop supporting Jackson state football. <laughs> you, can you can still donate things to, to the school. You can still be a supporter. You can still come to yeah. the games. You can still. Yeah. Well, theoretically, if, if somebody spends five, $10 million, you can make that into a regular school like a, a D1 school if you would just do that. And, you know, people talk a good game, but, you know, they're like, oh, why would I support Jackson State? Now I'm saying, like, Dion, let me support, you know, Mississippi State or whatever. Well, don't eat more money to historical, historical black colleges. You can get away with it now. You know, it's all, it's all good. No one's getting mad. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's also a short-term thing because he's definitely going to take a whole bunch of guys with him. I yeah. mean, like his son has already been introduced as a quarterback for the for the Buffaloes. So, uh, well, 
they got another guy, um, Travis Hunter, who was like the number one recruit, and he came to Jackson State, which was unheard of. He was like, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Well, he's going to. Yeah, yeah, he's going yeah, to. Yeah, so that's the real – that's like the – that's the 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 longevity issue here is that he's taking away all of these great players that he had recruited to be here, which means they're all going to leave. And now the guys who are not ready to step up into those spots don't have the year or two to get ready for it. So it's, it's going to mess up the culture of the, the team for a couple of years, at least. Two things that kind of keep Ohio um, based. I, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, the PAC 12, you know, they're losing USC and UCLA, and who knows what's going to come in the Pac-12. I was surprised he didn't go to a little bit maybe of a bigger school, uh, maybe South Florida. Or here was the other thing. I don't know how seriously he got, Joe, but University of Cincinnati, their head coach, Luke Fickle, just left for Wisconsin. Mm. There was some talk that UC was after Dion. And mm. if you think about it, Dion was in Cincinnati uh, to play for the Reds for a while. It would be kind of neat seeing him go back to his home that way. Um, apparently, he intentionally chose Colorado. Maybe Colorado offered more money than Cincinnati could. Probably. But it, I thought that was kind of interesting. That was probably, and it was probably had something to do with more of the, the stuff around it. Uh, it was funny. I just saw this morning uh, somebody posted, I don't know if it was on Twitter, if it was somewhere else. They're like, I'm pretty sure this was the exact moment where he decided he was going to leave for Colorado. And it was from a number of weeks ago. Uh, they had they won the game, and he came out to do his press conference. And somewhere between when the winning of the game and coming out for the press conference, he went back to his coach's office, and somebody out of his coach's office had stolen like a whole bunch of stuff, including his wallet and credit cards yeah. and some watches and all this stuff. <laughs> It's like the moment he decided he was leaving was like when somebody yeah. ripped off his his coach's office. Like, yeah, I'm out. I can't take this. That made I, me that made me laugh. I thought it was funny. It was great for Colorado because I'm not even sure if goofy podcasts in Colorado are talking about the Buffaloes and a lot more people are talking about it. It's making Colorado a lot more relevant. I, I'll tell you, they're YouTubing about everything over in Colorado now, so you can follow the season around. Uh, did you see the video? They did a video of his first speech to the Colorado team. No, um, I didn't see that. Oh, check it out. It, it was actually a really good speech, but it was amazing. He was blunt. He said, hey, you guys stink. You guys – Yeah, they're like stink. one and well, one and whatever, right? But he made it clear they weren't playing up to performance. He said, hey, the transfer portal's coming. <laughs> you know, hint, hint. And he said, I'm coming, and I'll bring a lot of people with me. So it was pretty much in, like, the players were like, oh, so what's the offseason going to be like? He's like, I'm going to try and make a lot of you quit. <laughs> so it, it, it's funny. You think about, like, working a place and the new boss comes in, and I, I'm, I'm sure they got to be excited. Their parents are probably excited because they watched Dion coming in, and they're like, oh, what did Dion say to you? And it's pretty much, hey, we stink. <laughs> you know, we need to transfer somewhere else. And it was funny because he's like, after he said all that, he's like, all right, guys, repeat after me. I want guys of that run fast. And the players are like, run fast. And I want guys of integrity. And, oh, integrity. But it's funny because he proved that none of you guys have it. So and at the end, he was making them chant what he wanted out of the players there. So it was kind of like a a big burn, man. It would be like if I said, Joe, you're a horrible podcaster. Get out. But before you do, 
tell me that I need to look for a good podcaster. He's like, all right, good podcaster, good podcaster. I mean, it's like he's rubbing their face in it. You know, he's like, you guys think, here's who I want. Please repeat after me who I want. You know, it was just kind of weird. Yeah, but, I'm interested to see how his the culture of a team that he established at JSU is going to carry over. He was very, very hands-on in the way that the student that the players were behaving as students he's like you're not going to wear you're not going to wear slides to your 8 a.m classes you're not wearing you got to get up you're going to take a shower you're going to put on a shirt and pants and shoes you're going to sit in the front of the class you're going to ask questions and you're going to take notes i don't want to hear from any coach any uh teacher across this campus that you were wearing sweatpants and slides and barely awake sitting in the back of the class. If I hear that, you're not playing. And I'm always interested to see how well that goes across when he goes to a whole nother team and a completely different culture of a school. Um, it's, you know. Maybe that's why he went to school as one in 10. Because, yeah, even for a team like Colorado that's not good they're probably like all right well i guess we have to do this if we're going to be good like, like he probably yeah. couldn't walk on to ohio state and, and be their coach and say all right you're going to do all this differently they're gonna be like well certainly wasn't going to be able to do that yet and i think that's a big a big yeah. a big thing about him going to so to a place like colorado yeah much like starting at a place like jackson state uh you know he can go to somewhere and a a redesign of the culture is necessary no matter what you do like there's not coming in and carry on in a tradition of of greatness. I'm not following up somebody great. So a, a total top to bottom redesign of culture is what is necessary. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're ready to to jump on board with him, and that's good. Yeah, it makes Colorado compelling. I mean, good for Colorado. You you got something more compelling. It'd be interesting to see what we can do there. Yeah. So we're just sad uh, to see him go in Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but it's good to you kind of understand, you know, kind of what's going on at the same time. So uh, that's good. Hey, no one ever um, thought he was going to be here long term. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's do this. Um, we are. What time we got? Oh, oh we got time. I'm, I'm losing track of time. We got hmm. a little bit of a time. Not a crunch, but we got to get done by a certain time. Uh -huh. um, yeah, let's look at the last story. Uh, kind of interesting. Um, you know, we're putting up our, our Christmas decorations. I think my family was going to try to like, get ours done this weekend. But it was kind of weird um, over, uh, where was this at? Pataskla. Yeah, around my neck of the woods. Um, somebody stole a sign asking for toys and food donations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to steal like a TV or, or to steal somebody's car or something. To steal a sign asking for donations has got to be pretty low, right? I, I would, I would have to think so. Um, I, I, at least it could make a different sign, but you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of mean that you stole the sign. I don't know. I, I, I hate to laugh about that, but that's kind of weird. I mean, there's signs trying to accept donations. So what? Like what? I don't understand what somebody had to gain by trying to take this sign. Were they going to put signs up in their place? Or maybe 
they were part of the people who were getting donations. So if he steals the sign, they get more donations for himself. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, no, no, it wouldn't because right because there would be other people doing it. So you would hope for more because I guess the more donations you get, the more everyone in the right. person gets. Yeah, I'm not sure. Very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it kind of reminds me of the story. And it's more sad than ha ha. Did you say it was in the Carolina area? Um, uh, apparently, there's more um, drag queens doing readings at local libraries. I mean, uh-huh. judge for yourself on how you feel about that. But somebody took it to such extreme, they knocked out a power grid, so the library didn't have power. So they couldn't have their event, which is kind of strange. I mean, you know, support or oppose it. I, I'm not going to get to the morality of it. But, yeah, don't knock out a power grid to try to cancel the event. That, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's a little extreme. But I'm not sure why somebody would want to keep people from donating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even weird, too. We live in a... We live in a bizarre world, Joe. I think I think that's where that uh, comes down to. So, yeah. Always. So it's a, a business that was having it was a sign that was advertising a holiday party, and mm-hmm. also asked people to bring toys and food that can be donated. So you're taking down the advertisement for the party as well as the donation thing. So somebody didn't want either one of those things to happen. <laughs> and you know who knows. Unless we, you know, had were able to talk to whoever did, you know, we don't know, but it's a hard time of the year, man. I would guess. I mean, you know, Christmas is always like a fun time, but you know, if you don't have a family or if you know, there's a lot of stuff that could be happening. I'm not justifying it, just it's sad. So, hey, uh, let me do a quick promo. We got another etc. segment coming up. I wanted to promo some of the other stuff we got going on. Um, I talked the other day, uh, Joe, I didn't get a chance to tell you this. Um, Eric Pickroy, uh, he's my pastor at Vineyard Columbus. Uh, he came on a show. Uh, I interviewed him about kind of the church and politics and the church and abortion. Uh, one of the things I like about the church is the church takes a, a different approach to looking at some of these issues. Uh, the church is very pro-life, like many churches are, uh, but instead of celebrating and immediately calling for bans, uh, he's taken a pretty proactive approach to helping women out in crisis pregnancies. Uh, you know, that's what we're called to do. We're not just called to uh, scream about stuff politically, but actually do something about it. So it was interesting talking to him about that. Um, we talked about how more politics should be in the middle. I, uh, I love this guy. He, he was saying a lot of uh, really cool stuff. Um, very interesting, uh, Joe. At our church, we have 140 different countries represented in the church. There's a lot of different cultures that go to the church. So the World Cup has become a big deal. So uh, he pastored in the Netherlands before he came here. Uh, so he talked about his experiences with the Netherlands and its U.S. and the World Cup. So a lot of fun uh, topics. So, yeah, check out that conversation. Um, last night, Peter and I, we talked about the AFC North. Everybody won in the AFC North. It was a good weekend for everybody there. Uh, we also talked about the Buckeyes. Somehow the Buckeyes snuck back in the, the college football playoffs. I'm not sure if they're going to be around for that long, but we talked about that. And, Joe, I didn't tell you about this either. Our friend Toby Price came on. Mm-hmm. I had somebody who couldn't make the podcast, so 
Toby and I came. We talked about goofy stories. It was kind of like a mini etc. episode. And Toby is now writing a second book, uh, Titus the Monkey, that's coming out. Um, uh, he has a website supposed to launch. We'll have the information there. Check out the website. Yeah, Toby's a fun guy. I I wish we could have met him under better circumstances. You know, he lost his job after reading the book. I need a new bite. But uh, Toby's been fun. I, I love that he's a, a parent for a couple of kids that are artistic. And just love his attitude. He, he's a fun guy to talk to. So, all right. Uh, anything going on for you, Joe? Any Christmas plans or? Uh, I'm taking a uh, trip to Chicago between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, continuing the world travels, I guess. Uh, seeing some family? Say before. <laughs> yeah, so never seeing some family or just kind of sightseeing? Yeah, my brother lives there, and then uh, my wife's brother and his family live there. So we're kind of hitting Making that spot this year for, for Christmas. Very cool. All right. Well, we're going to come back with another Exeter segment, and we're going to be done for the day. So uh, thanks for checking out the show. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com. <laughs> 